Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 1071, 22 minutes, or excuse me, 22 hours ago, I talked to Shelly on the air, and it's been 22 hours, and every hour I miss you more. Aww. Not. <laughs> Sniffle. Yeah, I'm sorry. Still still battling whatever the heck I have. No, I was meaning Sniffle, oh. you don't miss me. Not. I don't. Well, yeah, you know, just trying to, you know, one of those things where I'm trying to, you know, set you up for like, oh my God, he said such a nice thing. And then just totally, you know, like pulling the rug out from underneath your legs. You know what Yeah, I'm you pretty much did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No rug underneath this girl. I was out last night doing some things here, there, and everywhere about 9.30, and it started to snow real heavy for like 10 minutes. Wasn't that fun? Did, did you experience that? I did. I thought it was fun. But it was, it, was like, it was like somebody turned on a snow machine, and then they turned it off. You know, it'd be like on a Hollywood set or something like that. You know, just like, okay, where'd that come from? You know? <laughs> the Truman Show. I mean, it was just weird. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it is BS in the Morning. I am B. She is S. Uh, our website is bsinthemorning.show. You can listen to us uh, live uh, streaming there. Just go to bsinthemorning.show and click on the link. Or you can go to Westplex 1071 and uh, 107 westplex1071.com and click on the uh, clink click on the streaming link i'm trying to do click and link at the same time clink you know what they have to think about that for clink a minute. it clink the link clink it maybe a new uh, internet term maybe i can uh, trademark or something like that uh, anyway uh, you can do that and you can listen to us live right now on the radio when you drive around the westplex but like you hear the lady say uh, we have a geofence signal. We're the first station in the country that has a geofence signal. So that means when you leave the Westplex, signal goes away. That's really does what it means. However, the the uh, valley really does pick us up. Well, well, we're we're letting them. We're sort of we're sort of being. That's a perk. Well, no, we're being snooty to them. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like it's like your friend in Ladue saying, "Hey, Shelly and Brad, come over to my house, but you can't come in." You can drive around in my subdivision. You can park your car in my, in my, in my driveway. You can even park your car in front of my house if it's a nice-looking car, because I live in Ladue. But you can't come into my house, and you can't come into my neighbor's house because you know what? You're from the Westplex, and we don't allow you people in. <laughs> You're from over that green bridge. <laughs> right. You're on the other <laughs> side of the river, not the other side of the tracks. The other side of the river. Isn't, yeah, isn't, same isn't, trailer, different park. Isn't it amazing? I am. I am always amazed by how territorial everybody is. I mean, there are people. I mean, I know I've had people that tell me that I. I. I, I knew a, 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 a lady. Won't say who it is because people might know who I'm talking about. Who lived at uh, right. Uh, off of uh, Ballas and what would it be? Ballas and um, I mean, just right across from the hospitals. You know what I mean? Just north of Highway 40. If you yeah. get off at Highway yes, 40, yes, yes. Uh, just east of 270, you go north and Ballas and you take that first right there. I can't remember. Is that a white road or I can't remember what it is. Anyway, she lived right across there to the point where she complained all the time about the helicopters coming in to land uh, for the ho- hospital. For the hospitals? And that'll give you an idea of, of what kind of person she was when she complained all the time about, oh, those helicopters are so noisy. Why can't they? And she said to me one point, I swear she said this, she says, I think there should be a flight ban from like 10 o'clock till 6 in the morning for those helicopters. So if you're in a bad accident 
at two o'clock in the morning and you unfortunately You'll have to wait till sex. Yes, if you unfortunately get life flighted into uh Saint Joe's or not not Saint Joe's, that would be Saint John's or now Saint Mercy John's Mercy or, or Missouri or Missouri, Mobab. Mobab. Um, you know, the helicopter pilot while you, while you're in the back you go, Well, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I know you're in you've been in a terrible accident and uh, you're critical and we're keeping you on life support right now, but it's three thirty in the morning and the uh, the Mercy heliport doesn't open until six o'clock because of the fact that there's uh, noise restrictions in place for the residents there. Anyway, she made the comment to me that her friends were making fun of her because she moved, quote, so far west. (laughs) (laughs) And and when she said this to me, I went like, okay, what, do your friends live like in Pittsburgh or, you know, I mean, like, do you, you know. They live in the, the, like the West End, don't they? Central West End. Uh, um, um, Richmond Heights and Ladue, which is sort of crazy because from where she's at, um, Ladue, I think, is the neighbor to the east. You know what I mean? It's not to the point where it's like Ladue is like 20 miles down the interstate. It's like, I think it's just east of there. Like if you got on Highway 4, I know, no, if you do, you do. If you get on Highway 40 uh, right there at Ballas and you go east, when you hit Lindbergh, the Ladue City sign is right there. So it's like, what, mile and a half? Two miles, something like that. Not very far at all. And, you know, and then there's people that talk about, uh, I never go to Illinois. It's it's so scary over there. I had this, this discussion. I don't know if I told you this story or not. I, I was in the gym one night. Yes. Did I tell, talk about this? I'm in the gym one night. I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm in the locker room getting dressed. And there's four guys in there just chatting it up. And they're talking about it. And three of the guys are Uber drivers. And the one guy starts talking about the fact that, like, I just had a, a fair from a lady in Edwardsville and normally I don't go that far but you know I took it and she needed to go to the airport so I drove over to Edwardsville and picked her up she lived in a 15,000 square foot house and she talked about how she could leave for a couple days at a time she had dogs and each of their dogs had their own separate room and their own separate room with automatic water bowl refillers automatic feeders and they each had their own TV. And so she'd leave, like, and I guess, I don't know, I guess they'd do their thing in a corner or something like that. She probably had that automated as well, too. And, <laughs> and the other guy was talking about, yeah, I picked up a doctor over there. And they're going on about how, you know, and I'm going like, you know what's crazy about it is? I went to school over there, when, you know, and I remember, you know, going to SI, going to Edwardsville. Edwardsville was like, you know, like you had the home of Vanzos, which was this little college bar and Stagger Inn and a bunch of other places. And at the time, Edwardsville was like a working class community. Edwardsville is like the Ladue of the east side now. I mean, is it really? Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, that, unfortunately, I don't know if you that that terrible story about that lawyer who was murdered in his house and his two kids were were bound and gagged, you know, and, and then the guy they caught the guy, you know, uh, running away, leaving and he, he stole the 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 guy's Rolls Royce. This is the guy that a, a friend of mine is to in be the, inconspicuous. I'm sure. Well, this guy, I can't remember his name. Very sad story. Um, this attorney is like was like the vice president of the of the Midwest Ferrari Club. He has 23 Ferraris, and part of his house he has this big area, not a garage, but this big room that they built onto his house where he has all his Ferraris, and uh, supposedly he's worth like a billion dollars. And you know you know why you know why they're all rich over there in Madison County? Not all, but you know why a lot of the attorneys over there are super 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 rich. 
um, two, because it's two words, two words, criminal justice, class action. Oh, <laughs> they file all these class action lawsuits. And also uh, there's where that's where a lot of these uh, uh, also the personal injury cases, like with mesothelioma, the uh, the uh-huh. asbestos. Yes. Thing, they, they venue shop because Madison County supposedly has very, very, very lenient journeys for uh, juries for the plaintiffs. And they don't like the prosecutors. They don't like the the uh, you know the the defendants. They they like the they like the plaintiff. So if you come in there and you you say, oh, my life's been terrible since I, you know, 42 years ago. I you know I breathed in some asbestos and I've not been able to become a cir- you know circus performer because of that. And jury goes, oh, 20 million dollars for you. Well, I can I can vouch for if you have um, if you've breathed in asbestos, you can't be a circus performer. <laughs> Well, I'm being facetious, of course. But yeah, I mean, there's... I know, me too. There's tons, tons, tons of money over in that Edwardsville area. I mean, it's just... There's tons and tons of money everywhere. Oh, no, 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 no. This is like, this is crazy money. I mean, crazy money. I mean, to the point where there are houses over there that make the houses, you know, a lot of the houses in Ladue look like shacks. And and it's a all lot, some of the houses in Ladue are shacks. Yeah, you know what? It's like this one friend of mine. <laughs> this guy used to be in the broadcasting business. I think he's retired now. He's an engineer, and and I called him up one day and I had a piece of equipment and he says, "Oh, I can fix that." He says, "Drop it by." So he gives me his address, and I looked at the zip code and six three one two four. So I call him back and I go, "Are you sure you are you live in Ladue?" Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody asks me that. Yeah, I live in Ladue. And I go, "Okay, so what do you know about the broadcasting business that the rest of us don't?" Oh, it's just, just come over, you'll see my house. And I went over and it was a really tiny little house. It was like yes, this, it was it like it was on Clayton Road too, wasn't it? It was right off of Clayton Road. And I'm making fun of it. Yep. Very very nice house, but you drove back. Yeah, and they're this, adorable. They're they're adorable, but they're but they're little. Yeah, you think you're like in uh, certain parts of St. Peter's or stuff like that. You know what I mean? They reminded me of homes that were built in St. Peter's like you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago. You know what I mean? You know, it's interesting. Like, you go in St. Charles County, and you go in all the places like, you know, O'Fallon and, and, and you know, in Lake St. Louis and Wentzville, and there's little pockets of areas that were built like 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And then there's the mega buildings, everything around it. You know what I mean? There's all the new subdivisions with all the new fancy houses and stuff like that. But there's like those... Yeah, but those, those houses that were built in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, those houses were built... Well, some were, some weren't. I mean, I, I, uh, there was, uh, I knew someone who was rehabbing houses and bought a couple houses in St. Charles and uh, right around Lindenwood. Matter of fact, sort of across the street from Lindenwood. And uh, some of them were, you know, not very well built. I mean, they were to the point where you'd go down in the basement and you'd look up like at the how the floor was, you know, put in. And, and instead of the, the stringers being like 16 inch on center, they were 24 inch on center, which makes for saggy floor in some spots. And there were re- and this was this was supposedly well, it was it was a like a subdivision built house, but it was not built very well. And had really had some really nasty shortcuts in it to the point where it must could, have been a Wednesday house. No, well, it, no, no, no. It was just the way it was built. It would never, never, never pass uh, any kind of code. Now, I mean, there were tons of things that that I mean that hadn't that hadn't been code, you know, in it that that you know that that you know, aluminum wiring. 
Well, that, but that wasn't a code issue. That was just something that, you know, they put it in. That, that was houses built in the, primarily in the 60s and early 70s with the aluminum wiring. This was just, you know, funky stuff, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, weird stuff. I mean, first house I ever lived in, um, you, know, when I, you know, my first house I ever bought, I didn't even know how the thing never caught fire. I mean, it had, it had this, this electrical box that was just like, okay, I have no idea why this place hasn't burnt to the ground it was just did it have fuses no but it was it was it wasn't a fuse box but it was to the point where somebody had like had gotten into it and you know and just did crazy stuff like there were on one circuit breaker they they there were three air conditioners you know window air conditioners on one circuit breaker and 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 apparently they the circuit breaker kept kept popping so they had a little stick that they would stick in the little switch in the circuit breaker, the, like the toggle switch, so it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't open up, <laughs> you know. So like if there was like you know overcurrent, it would just I guess just you know you could see where the wires had had like you know gotten real hot and some of the insulation had burnt off. And I'm going like, how in the heck did this place not burn down? You know, you see stuff like that. I mean, geez, it's, you know, you just scratch your head sometimes. Do you scratch your head? I do scratch my head. I got this terrible itch on my back that I can't reach. Isn't that terrible? Do you ever get those before? You know, that's actually something that we should think about getting promotional uh, back scratchers. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Everybody keeps a back scratcher. Do they really? Yes, they do. Okay. Hey, it's time for us to take a break. We've talked long enough. We've talked six twenty-three. We've talked all all of important stuff, right? All the important things that matter. Um, we didn't talk about Bernie. <laughs> we didn't talk. Thank goodness. We didn't talk about Trump yesterday giving his speech about the coronavirus. Oh my God. I missed that one. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. He gave a big press conference. I think at five thirty yesterday our time. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, really? Oh, my God. He's just taking grief he on He just it. basically told people to wash their hands? No, 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 no. He was say, talking about how they're on top of it, you know, and, you know, hey, don't worry. And I think he's, was part of it was that he was doing that because, you know, Monday and Tuesday, the stock market took it in the shorts, was down, what, 2,000 points, uh, you know, on Monday and Tuesday because of the coronavirus. Not necessarily feel fearful of what's going to happen in the United States as far as the virus, but more along the lines of, okay, a lot of the plants in China are still shut down. Um, you know, there are countries closing their borders and the aspect of tr international trade, which obviously we're very dependent upon, uh, is going to be in the toilet. And that's why the stock market was in the, in the, in the toilet. So anyway, uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back. It is 6.24. Westplex 107.1. Yes, sit still, look pretty. Is that the Shelley Barr song? Yeah, that's me sitting still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, weather-wise, we'll have the complete forecast coming up from Jennifer Wojcicki. I have to tell you, though, I'm looking at the uh, forecast for the next couple of weeks. I'm thinking to myself, here, we're on the third to the last day of February, second to the last day tomorrow, which normally would be the last day, but then we have a sp uh, spare day, an extra day on Saturday. Uh, but um, That's a lucky day. Today, high 46, tomorrow 45, Saturday 55. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the highs are all either in any somewhere between like the very upper 40s to the lower 60s. So they're all above freezing by a good degree during the day. And it uh, looks like we might have even a little bit of sun next week. So have we, have we, I always felt that once we hit March, it's sort of like, whew, 
dodge the bullet. I agree with that. I remember going, I mean, I was like a single digit, and I used to, um, during the week, I used to stay with my Aunt Laura. A single digit? You talking about your IQ? I'm sorry? Never mind. (laughs) What did you say? I said, are you talking about your IQ? (laughs) Really? Okay, we're going to be snarky today. Just, Just remember... You can't be a delicate flower if you if you take your comeuppance. Shelly, what's two plus two? Um. Shelly, uh, the War of 1812. What year was that fought? Um. Shelly, when you drive west, what direction would the sun be uh, in the afternoon? Um. Brad, <laughs> when you see me today, what face will I be wearing? Uh, what face will you be wearing? The uh, bite me face. No, you'll be wearing the... I got bronchitis. That's the face you'll be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although my babes does have bronchitis, and you probably do as well. No, I don't have bronchitis. I got... Mm-hmm. You know you know what? I, I, I have something else. What's that? I can't tell you. Shelly-itis? <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted where you were going with that. You said when you were in, when you were in single digits... Before you went to school, and you, then you went in the double digits, and then, uh, w- then when when you went to college, you went the, the triple digits, and now that you're on the radio with me, you're in quad digits. I don't even understand what you just said. IQ. Okay, never oh. mind. Never mind. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, IQ. Yes. Okay. No. Tell tell your story. When you were in single digits, that's it, what you said. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell my story. <gasps> We want to, no, we, we want to hear that it. would be this IQ telling you absolutely not. <laughs> we want to hear it. Well, you know you what? Know? Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's how I can force Shelly into telling the story. She's mad at me now, but you either tell the story or I get um, Mr. DiCarlo here to uh, give us anniversaries and birthdays. Hello. <laughs> She's not talking now. Oh, so you want Henry, huh? Henry, come on in. Give us those anniversaries and birthdays. Uh, Christy and Joe Horton. Uh, okay, so I'll tell my story. Janus, and, um, so I was a little, I was a double, I was a single digit, and I lived at my Aunt Laura's, who lived on Missouri Bottom Road, which was right um, the the airplane route. You right. know, the, the planes flew over right. her house. And um, and there was the PVA, you know, the public viewing area, right. which they don't have anymore. Right. And anyway, so it was March, and I remember going outside, outside her basement door, and the world was just lovely. I mean, the, the birds were singing, the... You know, it was just it was just beautiful. The sun was shining. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. And I just I remember that as a child. I can remember in my early. It's funny you should tell that story. I can remember in my early double digits. I would have been 12 or 13 that um, in January and February, I got really sick. And I was at the doctor many, many, many times. And the doctor referred me to a surgeon. And the surgeon looked at me and said, I'm admitting you surgery tomorrow morning. And I'm going, what's this? And I had surgery. And I was in the hospital for a week and a half. 
I mean, you know, once again, this is when, back in the day, when they put you in the hospital for more. And you stayed for five or six days. Right, 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 right. And I was there for like, I don't know, 10 days or something like that. I had some pretty serious surgery. And it was... What was it? Uh, I can't tell you. Well, then what was the point of the story if you can't tell us? Well, what I was going to tell you was that oh. it was at that time of the year when, when I went in, you know, it was like sometime in March. And when I went in, it was cold and there was snow. And when I got out, like 10 days later, spring had sprung and the grass was green and there were flowers that were starting to flower. You know what I mean? It was just like that. Maybe it was like late March or I can't remember when it was. But it was just to me, it was like because my view from my hospital window was I didn't see anything except another uh, like a building, court, a courtyard below me and another wing of the hospital. So that's all I could see. And for about four or five days, I couldn't even get out of bed. It was uh, it was probably the most pain I've ever been in in my life. And kidney stones? No, 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 no. It's crazy stuff. Because from what I understand, kidney stones to men no. are like giving birth to a woman. I've had that twice. I mean, it's no fun, you know? I mean, but this was like some serious abdominal surgery. And uh, it's it's part of the reason the way I am today. But anyway, the idea being is that I will... That's the reason? Yeah. I will always remember, you know, that time when every time when there's a, there's a day, you know how it is, there's a day or a couple of days when... The grass starts to get green, and you just sort of feel that spring in the air. And you say, "Wow, it's spring!" You know, and you're feeling good because you know it's like, "Okay, no more winter." And then, of course, the next day we get a foot of snow. That's the way it is normally around That's here. That happened in 1983. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. So, but yeah, that was that was my experience of being in the hospital and getting out. You know, and and I'll never forget. I shouldn't tell this story. I shouldn't tell this story. So, well, not if you're not going to give all the all the well. <laughs> Point. So, so I go, I, I get this nasty operation, okay? And I'm out of school for about 10 days. I mean, like a couple weeks of school. And I go back to school. And one of my teachers says, you know, this is back in the day when people could actually ask you personal questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nowadays you can't do that yeah. anymore. No, you can't. And my teacher said to me, you know, well, you've been gone for a while. What happened? I go, well, I was in the hospital. And you had surgery? You know, and I said, I had surgery. Really? You know, what kind of surgery? And I sort of explained it. I go, well, where do they operate on you? And, and one of the kids in the class says, can we see? So I pulled up my shirt and, and the class went, oh, because you could still, this was back in the day when they stitched you up, like really stitched you up. When they With didn't, silk? I don't know. Or, or cat, cat gut. gut. You no, know? they probably used silk back then. Right, and it looked still really nasty. And my, <laughs> my teacher was, like, cringing, you know, that I showed everybody my scar. You know, I mean, like, and that was, like, and, you know, right up the middle. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't show the entire scar because the scar went right up the middle and started, like, above my belly button and went down thankfully, and stopped at a certain point, if you know what I'm saying. And, I do. And that was and to the point where uh, for a couple of days after that, I had guys come up, hey, man, I heard you got a nasty scar. Can I see it? And I would show people my scar. So you were, you were um, the flavor of the month. Yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is that I've got, I've got scars all over my body. 
I mean, I mean, I've had some crazy weird stuff happen to me, you know, through the years. That's I mean, because you've done crazy weird stuff well, to have it happen. To I still you. have this one. I have this these ones in my arm where one day I locked my keys in my truck. And and I you know this was in the old days where we had the vent windows you know I mean like the you know the, the little vent windows in the front you know yes, what I'm talking yes, about yes yes right so my daddy's Lincoln had one so I locked my keys in my in my truck and um and I had somewhere to go I was actually you know doing some work for somebody and I and I had the truck all loaded and the whole bit and I had to be someplace at a certain time so. I was at my house and I got this great, great big old monstrous screwdriver that I had in my toolbox, and I slowly tried to pry the vent window open. And as I, you know, pushed the vent window open a little bit and sort of got to the point where I could stick a coat hanger in and and put it around the door handle, the vent window broke, and my hand went through the vent window, and it scraped up on my hand almost all the way to my elbow. And I had these huge gashes all the way up on the underside of my arm, and I was bleeding like crazy. Profusely. <laughs> and I run inside, and my wife, oh my god, you know, <laughs> and and you know, taped it all up. Jumped in my truck, left, went to the job, the whole bit, and to this day, taped it up with duct tape. That's my boy. Yeah, to this day, you can still see. It. But you know what though. I think scars are cool. I worked with this guy when I ran a company up in Des Moines. I worked with this guy, the nicest guy, you know, good-looking guy. And he'd been in a terrible car accident. And he had a really nasty scar on his face. It, on, his, on his right cheek, went down from below his right cheek and sort of... <coughs> excuse me. Went down and then part of it went back toward his ear. And the women all talked about like, oh my God, he's so sexy with that scar. Do you find that sexy on men? Men that have like nasty scars on their face? Not necessarily. Because they said he... He was probably also, you know... Wearing leather. Well, no, this guy could have. No, he was a business guy. He was a. He was one of our sales guys, and he always dressed he very nice. He probably had nice socks. Well, no, he. But he was a good-looking guy, and he very sharp, very smooth, you know. And and, and I mean, probably wore good-looking socks. Well, no, but there were some of the women in the office talked about how how they thought he was so much sexier with the scar. No, you don't think that scars are. I'm not really into scars. Yeah, that's what they said. They said. They, because they said it made him look manly. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that was a while back because you can't say that anymore. No, <laughs> you cannot you know, say you can't, that anymore. Well, well, you can't. You can't. That's terrible. You know, you're making sexual, sexual whatever the heck it is. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. I know, blah, blah, blah. And whatever. I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point where you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't say this, you can't say that. And, you know, ugh. what happened to the land of the free, the home of the brave, and free speech, right? It just sort of gone. That's gone. Which which reminds me. But the free speech is kind of getting a lot of people in trouble. Oh, tell me about it. Um, remind me. I don't have my list going this morning. I'm sorry. Remind me Freedom Factory. Okay? Freedom Factory. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Talk about that next hour. Okay? And it's actually sort of a funny story. At least, I, well, it's, to me, it's a fascinating story. Some people think it's weird. 646. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am B. She is S. We call the show BS in the morning dot show because... Everything I say is absolutely positively true, and everything that Shelly says you're feeding back is B. Blum, 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 blum. There we go. Every, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I, well, hold, hold it, hold it. Say what you just said again. We, we do me for it? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Okay. Say what you just said a minute ago. Say, I don't know what I'm doing. 
Oh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Nope. Just, just say, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'll just coach you like that. And I promise I won't record it. Now, what, right. What are you doing? Now you got an AC hum. What are you like? Are you like tearing the studio apart or what? No. You've got an. Okay, now your hum's gone. Man. Well, thank you, Brad. S- no, it's back. What are you doing? I'm talking into the microphone. Okay, you've got a hum on. on it's like a ground loop hum. Okay, now it's gone. <laughs> Hi. Is that better? Welcome to Audio Engineering 101. <laughs> I didn't have my headphones on. I didn't know that was going to make a bit of difference. A morning show where we diagnose problems in in very simple studios like Shelley's. In real time. First off, the microphone has to be, uh, the connector has to be firmly inputted, implanted, whatever. Has to uh-huh, be pl- 101, fir- right, firmly, this is 201. Firmly plugged into the receptacle. Second, uh, keep devices that could create feedback away from the microphone. What would create feedback? Oh, you want me to explain feedback to you? No. <laughs> I know what feedback was, is, and was Brad. Output but goes into input. Because I remember everybody, every time I'd call into the radio station, they'd go, turn your radio down, ma'am. Well, turn your radio down. That's because they're on delay. That's, that's, what the, that's why they do that. Oh, that's, we're, well, we're not. So yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that I didn't have my earbuds in. Oh, you know, there are times... When, uh, you know, there's some shows where, um, God, I won't go into this. One of my old bosses who is no longer with us, um, Kevin Matheny, and uh, he left. He was our, he was my boss at the original KSOQ. And the reason I quit the original KSOQ the first time was because of Kevin Matheny and how he treated people and how he treated specifically women. Talk about the Me Too movement. Holy cow, man. I can tell you some stories about my early days in the radio business. Whew. Some of them just, whew, man. Very disgusting stories, and not necessarily even a sexual nature. This one was just plain inhuman. But that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway, uh, he got rewarded uh, by being a um, absolute positive jerk and a terrible person, uh, people to women, by getting a nice promotion to run WNBC in New York. And if you ever watch the movie uh, Private Parts, Howard Stern, uh, my ex-boss is who they call pig vomit or pig. I don't know, pig vomit or pig virus or whatever it is. A pig, depending on which era of Howard Stern, that's my ex-boss. And in the movie, he's much nicer than he really was. <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, God, he was terrible toward women. And you know what the crazy thing about it was? I mean, the nicest lady at the radio station, the person that we always thought was, you know, she was a single lady, and, and I mean, she was did her job well. She was like one of the back office women, and she did her job well, and everybody liked her, and she was just the nicest person. She just adored Kevin, and, and nobody could get it. It was like, it was sort of like the nicest person in the world who would like, you know, it, it would sort of be like, like if you if you knew, like if if there was a woman in your life that was just like super nice and everybody loved her, and then she came out and said, "I think Harvey Weinstein got a bad deal. I don't think he should be in jail." People would go like, "What? <laughs> that came out of your mouth?" You know what I mean? It's just sort of like shocking that someone who was that nice would be like, sort of um, approved of. His boorish behavior. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? It does. Like, for example, one time, you know, people think I'm nice, 
But one time in Bandcamp, no, one time I posted on social media one word because I was really mad. Yeah. I think it was at you, actually. But I posted one word. There, It wasn't capitalized. It was four letters. Yeah, four letters. And that's all I said. Well, and I, I must have had 200 comments. I must have had um, somebody evidently didn't like that word. So they re- you remember this? Oh, so I re- they I re- reported I, me to Facebook. I remember. They it. called the chamber on me and they called my boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got the call. And it was I like know you did. I was like I was like I was like mom getting a call from the principal, you know. I know, <laughs> right? And but I have to say that you are I mean, you're you're a great boss, no, Brad. I'm not. I'm a jerk. But what <laughs> What he said was, okay, everybody, so what he said when he got this call and he had to talk to me, I was like, Brad, why didn't they come to me? If they're my Facebook friend, I mean, my stuff is public. It was one word. It didn't, you know, there was nothing before or after. It wasn't capitalized. It wasn't, anyway, why didn't they come to me? And you said, because my name is above the door. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. And then you said, I'm not going to tell you take it down because that's not what I do but just remember that you're representing the radio station and so I took it down you didn't make me but I took it down and I apologized for it well but what the point you make which is what sort of drives me crazy is that if you have a problem with somebody and go talk to them exactly and we won't mention any names but we have I mean are we 12 we have one particular person that okay let's just not talk about that it's it's gonna be a good day no we have one particular person that keeps coming after us all the time and we'll never I mean if we meet this person in public oh hey Shelly how are you Brad what's going on oh my god I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit how's everything going you're looking good today yeah wow yeah new clothes look beautiful and yet this 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 person hasn't talked to me since I gave him the hand (laughs) this same person (laughs) will file complaints against us with the chambers of commerce you know it's to the point where it's like dude if you're gonna, you know, don't be so two-faced. If you're gonna, if you're gonna play the, you know, I'm gonna screw you, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, by get you in trouble with these other people, you know, I mean, and and you know, it's one of those things where, where, uh, you know, what's sort of sad about that is, is that someday, he's gonna do that to the wrong person, and it's gonna come back and bite him, you know where. Because somebody is not going to take that like we took it, and somebody is going to, you know, you know what I'm saying. Pop I mean, him like a tick. Well, someone, oh. someone who doesn't, who doesn't mind, you know, uh, uh, repercussions of of, uh, of fighting back, uh, not necessarily legally, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to throat punch him. <laughs> I would like to actually punch him in his head. I thought we were going to talk about that. I'm sorry. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. You're the one that kept on going, man. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Uh, we have to take a break. It's 7.02. Westplex 107.1. As sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I actually list- watched that when I was young. <sighs> you know, when, when I was years and years and years and years ago, when I was working mornings on the old uh, KSLQ, and my work day was I'd get into work 
you know, early, like 5.30 or so, stuff like that. I'd do my morning shift, and then I would, and if we didn't have a lot of production to do, doing commercials and things like that, I'd get out there about 11.30. This is when I was my single days. I lived out in the swinging singles apartment complex, which my mom used to always, I know why you moved out of the house, because you lived out there in the swinging singles. And I lived in the West Point Apartments, and I'd always tell my mom that I was in a building with 12 people, and I was the only single guy in the entire building. Uh, everybody else was married, and the couple above me must have been, God, they must have been ancient. Nut and bolt, as we called them. Uh, anyway, my deal was I'd get off at, you know, at 11.45. I'd, uh, you know, I'd drive like crazy down Page. Um, I'd go up 725 because that's in the back in the day. 725 uh, wasn't was 170. 170 and it ended at Page. I'd go west in Page. There was a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'd buy some chicken. I'd go and I'd sit in my apartment and I'd watch Days of Our Lives at 12:30 on Channel Five. That's actually kind of cute, and I can totally see you <laughs> doing was, that. That was my and, but then I'd go back to work because I had more stuff to do in the afternoon. So and I'd drive back to work and I'd finish my day up. So long days. Uh, so you you were able to decompress, and then go back to work. Yeah, but you know the the downside with that is that that and and just like for example when I I was traffic reporter for a long time and I'd get up early and do that kind of stuff. And you work a, you know, you work a double shift, you work morning drive, you work afternoon drive, and nobody quite understands that they've got up at whatever time they got up at. Let's say they got up at 6.30 and took a shower and did all that kind of stuff. And then they got to work at, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then they went to lunch at noon. And then they came back at 1. And then it was time for them to leave the office at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Nobody quite understood your routine, you know, and it's always interesting because I think that's one of the problems that a lot of people have, like your daughter, you know, she's been an EMT, she's, you know, paramedic, she's worked in ambulances, you work, you know, 24 hour shifts, people who are like nine to fivers Monday through Friday, just think that that's the way everybody is, you know what I mean? And just like when I was working the night shift, like uh, when I was working in my early days, of the radio, uh, I'd get off the air at six o'clock in the morning. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I think I've told you this before, it was sort of amazing. Now you look at all these places, 20 for hours schnooks didn't open till like eight o'clock in the morning you know it wasn't like you could go there any time and go into there was nobody the only place it was open 24 hours back in the day was 7-eleven you know what i mean i mean and even some of the 7-elevens weren't open 24 hours because that's how they got their name they opened up at seven they closed at 11 did you know that that's how why they were called 7-eleven i did not know that yes because they opened at seven in the morning they closed at 11 o'clock at night that's why they called them 7-elevens I, and, I had no idea, actually. Yeah, so when you get off at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I had one boss, and he's gone, you know, Bill Bailey, God rest his soul, and uh, he was a big-time radio guy. We were all impressed he worked at WLS, and he had this big, dark, deep, beautiful voice. Like the voice of God. And he always he ended the sentence by doing that, and he'd say, Brad, what are you going to do today? And he always looked, you know, those, those the last like consonant would last like five seconds. So <laughs> he would have this thing where I'd get off the air at six o'clock in the morning, and he'd say to me, "Brad, oh, we have a staff meeting this morning at nine o'clock." And I go, "Bill, you do know I get off the air at six, and I go home and I sleep during the day." Well, today it's a very important staff meeting. 
and I need you here at nine o'clock sharp. I'll, as soon as I get off the air, I'll walk right into the uh, into my office, and we'll get our staff meeting, and we'll we won't take us that long. And I go like, okay, whatever. So you know, I'd go home. You can't go to I can't go to sleep for an hour or two. That just kills me. So I, you know, to find something to do, you know, I'd go back to the office at nine o'clock. He wasn't there. He'd get off the air at 9 o'clock. Then he had to go down the hall to get a cup of coffee. Then he had to go talk to the secretaries and tell them some jokes. And by 9.15, he'd walk in the office, in his office. And here we're all, you know, the staff's sitting around. And I swear to God, nine times out of ten, he'd look around. And he'd always say this is an important meeting. And he'd look around the room, just walk in the, the room, look around. And he'd say, well, guys, what are we going to talk about today? And I always thought to myself, okay. Here's my boss. He declared this an important staff meeting, and he says, what are we going to talk about today? You know what I mean? It was like the same thing almost every time. It's like, okay, dude, you're the boss. You called the meeting. Why did you call the meeting? And he literally had no agenda. He would say things like, uh, well, uh... Sounds like us, Brad. <laughs> oh, no, but but at least we discuss stuff. We discuss business. We discuss clients and stuff like that. He just had no clue, you know? And, and, and he was the nicest guy, but it just like, um, you know, it's just sort of weird, you know? Back, he just back wanted to get his people together to to form a you know solidarity of a team. Shelly, no, that's not it. I mean, think you've probably had this experience, and I'll say this, and I guarantee you, there's people out there listening right now that get put into a position of authority, and they think they have to do the things that everybody thinks they should have should do because they're an authority. You know what I mean? If you're the boss, you it's gotta, called being a team, Brad. No, no, you need to bring everybody in. No, it's so to make sure that you're on the same page. No, this was this. This this defeated the team because everybody knew it was a waste of our time. It would be different if he brought us together and he gave us pointers or if he talked about, okay. Maybe he missed you. <laughs> Nobody misses me, trust me. <laughs> no, it was just one of those things. It was like a waste of time. You know, I mean, come on. There's, there's people that have... There are people right now that, that we know who are listening who are saying, oh, my God, that's my boss, that'll have a meeting to have a meeting. You know what I mean? It'll be to the point where, you know, we got to have, we got to get in the conference room and we got to sit around and we got to talk. And that's because what we do, we do things, we talk and we got everybody, got to keep everybody on the same page. Okay. Back in the day, maybe that was true. Now you have the internet. Now you have, you know, almost big, every company's have some kind of a messaging system or, you know. Like or a, a Zoom. Like, yeah, or a group texting or a, or a page they go to, which, you know, gives everybody the latest scoop on what's going on and who, who you know. Like new, we have on Westplex 107.1. It's called bsinthemorning.show. <laughs> Whatever. Um, seven sixteen. It's true, on Facebook. Next break, we're going to take a break. We're going to play a, a song or two, which which is what my boss, Bill Bailey, we're listening right now. He said, Brad, you need to play some music right now. That's what you need to do. Yes, right now. Play some music. That's the way he talk all the time. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Wouldn't that drive you crazy? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, I think it's cute. It doesn't, did he? And he'd always take that deep breath. Where? And, and that, was, that was his favorite thing. He'd go like, he'd take this deep breath and he'd go, well... So are you going to do that? Oh, look, it's 716. Well, next next thing we talk about, 
going to talk about something that will make you cringe right here on BS in the morning. Westplex 107.1, when she smiles, that's Shelly all the time. 7.23, good morning, it's BS in the morning. It is a Thursday morning, hard to believe it's Thursday. Uh, it should be the second to the last day of uh, the month, but this particular year, since it's a leap year, it's the third last day of the month, 27th. Hard to believe, isn't I it, I love Shelley? a leap year. It's always a good year Yep. because it's magical. Uh, I like leap years because they're always a firestone. They're always what? A firestone. A firestone? Yeah, you said uh, because they're always a good year. I, I prefer firestones. <laughs> Never mind. Bad joke. Bad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. Okay. Sorry. Cringe. <laughs> are there certain things you see, websites, uh, pictures, there are certain videos? certain things I see every day. That make you cringe? Websites that make me cringe? No, things that you read or see or somebody tells you a story that makes you go, you know, like that. Yes. There's a video that Britney Spears uh posted on her Facebook, not uh, our Facebook note, was on her Instagram page yesterday. And I, me explaining this, I have not watched the video because quite honestly, I don't want to watch the video because it makes things like this make me cringe. But it's her in a dance studio just practicing. And right before the end of the video, you hear a snap and she falls to the ground. She broke her ankle. Oh my. While she was practicing. And uh, to the point where some people apparently have criticized her and go like, you weren't wearing any shoes. You should have been wearing, you know, whatever they were, those little dance booties or what do they call those things? You know what I'm talking about? The dancers they wear. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. The okay. Yeah. Go- the solid gold dancers. No, just like my daughter used to dance. But, they're, you know, the little things that are they're like, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? It's like not bare feet, but it's sort of like bare feet. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, she broke her ankle, fell to the ground, and you can, in the video, according to this, you can hear the snap very clearly. Oh, I hate that. That would make me cringe. (laughs) I'm not watching it. (laughs) It's at a point where, where, you know, you see that and you're going, oh, my God. You know, it's one of those crazy things. And unfortunately, happened recently with you where my finger still screwed up where i broke my finger when oh i had lunch and <laughs> seriously still with the finger yeah well and and i said i said to you i said i just broke my finger and you said no you didn't and i said I'm like quit being a man child i broke it's fine. my finger Suck and it up, honest to god i broke my finger because i can you know if i showed you i can still there's a spot in my finger where it's slowly but surely going away but it, where you could feel where the break was. You know what I mean? It didn't heal yeah, right. but you didn't buddy tape it like you were supposed to. I mean, you didn't get a splint like you were supposed to, so it would... I mean, that's what you do with your breaks. I've had... You sit there and you... I mean, you just suck it up and you just let it heal the way it's supposed to heal. So you're... Criti- that's what you do. You're criticizing I mean, that's me what you for... Do. You don't... You, you just sit there and let it... I mean, if you broke your arm right now... You'd probably wrap it up in duct tape and not go to the doctor to um, to get it set. I told you about the one, the one doctor I went to after I broke my, my little toe and my right foot for about the tenth time. I said, can you just cut that off? And he See, looked, now that makes me cringe. He looked at me like, what? I go, just cut it off. You know, I don't want it anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Brad. See, on, so but then see, on, you would have like... 
a Donald Trump big toe, <laughs> and then you would have no pinky toe. We haven't talked about that in a while. How how I have two different big toes because of my mom used to talk about this all the time. I mean, I I you know and and I you know, when she talked about this, I'd always say to her, I go, Mom, how did that happen? When I was a little kid, I don't know, like six months old or something like that. She said one night I just cried the entire night through you know through through the night and I wouldn't go to sleep and and you know and she kept coming in and she had the blankets over me and the whole bit and then in the morning she came in and pulled down the blankets and there was blood all over my bed. This is like when I was six months old and she's whoa, whoa, whoa. she starts to freak out you know and she picks me up and she realizes that like I've I guess she had put me to sleep with those little booties on like socks and little booties or something like that. And it's like my right foot, you know, and she takes off the, you know, the booty and the and the and the or the sock. And like my big toe is like just bleeding profusely. So she wraps me up, takes me to the hospital, you know, takes me to the emergency room. And the doctor was going to amputate my toe. For some reason, it got I don't know, it got injured or something. I don't know. We had a dog at the time. Maybe the dog bit it. Who knows? Um, you know, and and it got infected, and that's why it was bleeding. And they were going to chop off my big toe. And she said, "No, no, no! Don't do that! Don't do that!" So <laughs> it healed up, and it's totally different. And now it looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But you know, when you sit there and you take your kids to the to you know kids come up with different things you know and you don't know everything that they've got so when the babes was a little girl um she was just a baby actually and she started getting <laughs> she started getting these like um red dots all over they weren't raised but they were like it was like her skin was modeling on her legs and I called the doctor, and he's like, "Meet me at the emergency room." So I took I took her to the emergency room, and he's like, he took off her socks, and he goes, "Your socks were too tight." Really? Yes. I mean, like the entire socks, or just like the band around your ankle? You know, I mean, sometimes the band around the ankle. I know, and it just it was too tight. Really? Yes. Wow. So don't I? Don't you know that I had egg on my face? <laughs> <laughs> the thing. I mean, I'm just like, oh well. But I mean, then again, the first time I took the babes out, um, it was she was two weeks old, and I locked her in my car, and so I called the police because they used to come and unlock cars, and they used the slim. This is the time it was back in the '80s, and the slim gym still was in. You know, people's the slim gym still worked. And so he slimmed in my car and got her out, but she slept through the whole thing. I almost got arrested one time because of that. Slim Jim or leaving your baby in the car? I had a Slim Jim in my car. That doesn't surprise me. Well, because, but I used to work for the police department and one of the cops gave it to me, you know, because that's what they did. They, they unlocked cars all the time. And he said, they did. Them, oh, yeah. They won't do it now, right. but and they it was used to. Piece of spring steel, the couple, you know, depending on what kind of car it was, one, you, I can't remember what it was, General Motors, you, you hooked it and pulled up and Ford, you, you pushed down or whatever the deal was. And uh-huh. I had it in my car and I got pulled over and it was laying on the front, it was laying on the front seat. And the cop looked at me and goes, he says, you know what that is? I go, yeah. He says, that's an that's a, a auto theft tool. I go, well, no. 
that's a uh, that's an unlock your car when you lock your keys in your car tool. And he starts saying, what are you doing with it? I go, well, it was given to me. By who? A cop. Why did he give it to you? I used to work for a police department. Oh, you know how to use it? I go, yeah. And he, and he says, uh, he says, you used to be, you know, work for police department? I go, yep. And he goes, I don't believe you. So I gave him, <laughs> I gave him the name of one of my lieutenants, and he knew the guy. Okay, I believe you. So anyway, whole long oh, story. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, one of those things. You don't want to have those. You know, you know how they do it now? Have you ever seen the things they do right now? Yeah, they call in backup. No, 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 no. Regular no. traffic stop. No, That's no, what no, they no, do. no, no. How they how they unlock the cars? Have you seen the new thing? Um, yeah, it's called a locksmith. No, no, no. But even the locksmith. They don't. Police no. don't unlock cars oh, anymore. Bull poo poo. I was down in Chesterfield Valley about six months ago, and uh, and I was down at the at the at the gas station down near the Country Club car wash, and the lady right next to me locked her keys in her car, and she called Chesterfield police. I watched them do it. They have a little airbag. That they oh push. yeah, that's that's what they do, yeah. and they put it in the you know in the door in the, in the upper yeah. right up corner, corner of yeah. the thing, and, and then pump it up. They got a little thing. It's like the the thing they use, like when you go to the doctor, that they pump up your your uh, your uh, blood pressure cup with. Yeah. you know the like little bulb they push, and then they have a long tool with, that they just hit the unlock button. Now you have to have you have to have uh, uh, electric door locks, but all practically everybody does nowadays. And they just he just goes in with this long thing, hits the unlock button, boom. I mean, I'm going like, damn, that was cool. <laughs> I'd never seen that done before. I'm sorry, what did you go like? I said, Hoover, damn, that was cool. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, 732. Westplex 107.1 T Swift, as my one son calls her, and uh, the new Taylor Swift, who's not afraid to be politically active. Uh, that song is about uh, the uh, situation with uh, people not being happy with gay people, so to speak. That's the whole thing. You need to calm down. Uh, and also the new song she's got out, The Man. There are a lot the of- Man. I, I actually listened to the words yesterday. And do you agree or disagree with it? I agree with her. Oh, I do. I well, I, I'm a guy, and I agree with her. I mean, you know, once again, I've told you the story that I'm of that generation when I first got into the radio business. Uh, even like when I worked for the police department. Geez, I remember we had two. When I first worked for the police department, we had two female officers, and man, the guys just rode them unmercifully to the point where they were just always on their case about something. You know, yelling at them, making fun of them, laughing at them, stuff like that. And I felt sorry for them. The, you know, I mean, because they were just, hey, they were just out there trying to make a living. Right? I agree. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Trump and the coronavirus. I want to hear what he said. He said, if you go to White Castle and you eat a half dozen White Castles. Okay. All I hear is wah, 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 <laughs> wah, wah. Well, you know, hey. He talked but. about, hey, we're on top of this, and hey, everything's going to be fine. And, and then, of course, you, you, <laughs> it's funny you should bring that up. I'm just looking at this. You look at CNN and, you know, the, the you know, lead story is how he gives his speech. He, or, no, no, the Fox News is lead story, how he talks about this, and, you know, we're on top of it. And then you go to CNN.com, and if they got Dr. Gupta saying that Trump doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's a liar, and, and we're all going to die. And it's just like, okay, what, whatever. You know, it's like, it's like, once again, my old, my old journalism professor, Camille Winter, uh, you know, a guy. He, he really made it a pr- an impression on you. You, you know, talk about him quite a bit. And the more... I, you know, the, the worse journalism gets, the more I think to myself, I can't believe what's happened. 
I mean, even to the point where where some sites like you know, and I'm not dissing on CNN because Fox does it as well too. A lot of times on their website, the number one story is their analyst. You know, like you know, you know, like there's this guy in CNN, Chris Casilla or whatever the name is, and it you know, like it's the lead story. And I'm going like, okay, you know, look at newspapers. You looked at the front page. Those were, you know, that was the most important stories. And even to the point where, you know, back in the day, you still hear this used, this term used in websites. They call it above the fold. Above the fold, yes. The idea being is if you're on a desktop, the most important information is going to be right there on the screen as you open up that website. And then you, you know, the least, the lesser information is going to be as you scroll down. That's changed quite a bit with the advent of, you know, the mobile, the smartphones and the whole bit. But still, to the point where, you know, in the newspapers, the editorial page was like, you know, two, three, four pages in. It wasn't like the front page. And the idea being is that they tried to give you the news, which they presented as, as unbiased. And then if you wanted the newspaper's opinion, you went to the op-ed page, the editorial, you know, opinion page, whatever you want to call it. And then you read, you know, the, the uh, you know, the opinion of the editors and the letters to the editor and stuff like that not anymore <laughs> it's like right off the top it's like you know chris chris casala and what's so funny is is that if 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 and i do this all the time i look at both of them back to back cnn and fox and it's like okay was you almost you want to say were they in the same room you know what i mean were the reporters witnessing the same thing but what's sort of interesting about that is that if you've ever um and i one of my uh, friends who was um, um did a lot of car accident um stuff you know like you did uh, 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 you know you were in a car accident you hired this guy okay and he would and what did he do he was an attorney what did this guy do he was an attorney and, and oh okay yeah, yeah. yes and it was and it was interesting because he talked about this all the time that there were classes that that he had taken and they'd actually done this in law school where like they staged an incident like in the middle of class you know in the middle of like their their class they staged somebody coming in and like you know you know looking like he was going to punch the professor or something like that and and then and then you know the professor would say okay i staged that now here's what i want you to do i want you to all write you know in you know two paragraphs on what just happened so you know, people would write this stuff down and then he would ask him questions okay what color shirt did he have on you know was he was he, what you know what kind of shoes was he wearing was he wearing shorts or long pants and it was interesting because you'd get all these different opinions i mean different you know well he was the guy was bald. everybody sees everything differently right right and the point was that even eyewitnesses and that's why how video has changed so much is that like you can't refute the fact that if you you know you're watching some guy walk into a, you know a, you know a store and rob it, you know, and, you know, you see what kind of gun he has, you know, you see how tall he is, you know, if he's not wearing a mask, you can pretty much make out his face, you can see how he walks, you can see pretty much how old he was, race, gender, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's to the point where, you know, back then people, well, I swear, and it's to the point where, I don't know, I've done that to the point where I've drive by something and the next day I'll drive by and go, man, I swear yesterday that was not there. And yet it's been there for like a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, that's, I what, do. that's what happens when you get in your 80s like me. You're looking pretty good for somebody in their <laughs> 80s, babe. 
It's true. It's it's all. The, You've aged. The years have been very kind to you. It's all the little Debbies, despite what that lady said about me on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I lost like 50 pounds eating grapes and chocolate ice cream. Oh, really? I lost 110 pounds eating nothing but fast food. Hey, what, last year, two years ago, I ate, I lost 29 pounds in, what, 45 yes, days you did. eating nothing yes, but you did, kids doing meals. The food, <laughs> kids food Kids food menu challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was because of the knucklehead from from Panera who came Panera. over and said, "Hey, our our kids meals are the healthiest kids meals around, and we challenge all the other places." I'm going like, "It's Panera, it's St. Louis Bread Company. What doesn't he understand about how healthful their menu is? You know what I'm saying?" Well, they do have a lot of healthy options, but they're so expensive anymore. <sighs> you know. Hey, that's why they're a billion-dollar company, you know. Mm-hmm. And you Word. and I, and you and I are not. <laughs> yeah, we're not expensive. No, seven forty. I tell people we're freakishly affordable. Does not mean cheap. <laughs> seven forty-five. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Hey, ma, look, I made it. I'm on the radio, and my mom would never listen to me in the radio. Never. <laughs> My mother would be so proud, and I bet your mother was too, Brad. No, she never listened to the radio. She hated the radio. I told the story I before. I bet she did, and she I just had, never told you. I had you. somebody the other day, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to make fun of them, but they said they listened to the show, and they said they hear me talking about my mom never listening to me on the radio, and they were like, come on, you're making that up. I go, no, it's true. She hated the radio. I'm telling you, when my mom and dad, my mom had this thing about whenever she bought a new car, they always had to order it. She'd always say, you don't want those cars that's on the lot. There's something wrong with those cars in the lot. I go, I, you know, as I get older, I go, mom, like a dealer that has like a couple hundred cars in the lot, there's something wrong with every one of those cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they're sitting on the lot because nobody will buy them. If you want a car that's right, you have to order it, you know, because that way it comes from the factory and there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> until one time. It's actually sort of a funny story. One time the dealer called them and said their car had come in. And 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 uh, so when they went to pick it up, the guy said, well, uh, it's not ready yet. What do you mean it's not ready? He's called us yesterday and said, was it? Well, it's not ready yet. So just by coincidence, I remember I was like 11 or 12 years old. My dad drove around the back of the, the dealership, and here was the car. They knew exactly which one is because it was its color and the whole bit, and it was in the body shop. And apparently it got crunched either on the lot or when they delivered it. So my mom goes to the sales guy and says, that car in the body shop, is that a car? Oh, yeah. I'll go, I don't want it. Order me another one. <laughs> I don't blame her. I say good for you, Mom. Rock on, honey. But she'd order the cars with no, no radio. radio. Specifically, she would delete the radio. Delete the radio. And I remember, because the way it was, my dad, my mom got the new car, and then my my dad got the hand-me-down. So whatever car she would drive, and she drove it several years or two or three years, and then they'd buy another new car, and my mom would give my, my dad the car. And I remember my dad ordering, this is like, on, you know, back in the day, you know, when you had catalogs, and he subscribed to these various cases. He loved catalogs, mail-order catalogs, loved mail-order catalogs. And he got this mail-order catalog from all these, from, I don't even know who it was at the time, somebody who was selling car radios. And he couldn't get the adapter plate for this particular car, so he took the, the, the like, the blank plate they put into the factory where the radio would have gone, and he'd yeah. take it out, and he 
carefully. My dad did. My dad was like a craftsman. I'm not. You know, I mean, I... I You're MacGyver. What are you talking well, no, about? I mean, my dad... Mr. CIA no, agent. No, my, my dad would, like, take things, like, if he's doing woodworking, instead of, like, you know, getting, like, a power saw, he would get, like, a coping saw, and he'd very slowly make a cut, you know, and, you know, I mean, like, to me, it's like, okay, fire up the, you know, the DeWalt circular saw, you know, give me the chop saw, grunk, you know, give me my impact wrench, you know, I'm to the point where, like, tools are made to you know you know make you more efficient yeah well no they're made to make you more efficient you know so i remember him drilling holes in this thing and he worked on this for like three or four weekends you know where he'd go down the garage and he'd and he'd and he'd file a little bit on this plate and he'd put the radio through and then finally got it to the point went through and then he'd he'd hook a, a you know a thing up to the back so the radio wouldn't bounce around on the dashboard and then he'd wire the wires in it took him like two months to put this radio in the car you well know? he was a civil engineer wasn't he oh yeah 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 but but there he, you go yeah but that that says it all <laughs> and, and i'm telling you my mom would yell at me if i used her car before i well i actually had a car when i, when I turned 16 i had a car when i was 15 but that's a whole other story but if like there was something wrong with my car and i drove her car sometimes she'd just say hey take my car you know, because she thought my car was unsafe. She wouldn't ride with me. That was another funny thing. My mom wouldn't ride with me in my car. <laughs> That's because you drive too slow. She, no, she called it a death trap. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you a funny story. I have to tell you a funny story. Let's move. Tell the, me, tell me. Let's move the the cell phone thing, the cell phone thing, and and um, uh, Freedom Factory till tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there is, and I won't mention his name, and I and I when I describe this, Shelley will know what I'm talking about. There is a, another radio guy that I know. I don't think Shelly's ever met him before, but she knows who I'm talking about. That is always passing me on the highway going like 100 miles an hour. Okay? Or, I know who exactly you're talking about. <laughs> or about, about a month ago, he passed me on page and he ran a red light. Okay, and what's interesting is he's driving a station vehicle for the radio stations that he works for. Okay, and he's a management kind of guy. Okay, and what's interesting is I don't know why, I don't know how this happens, but in the past year, this has happened to me maybe eight, nine, ten times. Yesterday was like the ninth or the tenth time where I'll be driving along and he'll just go flying by me. I mean, flying by me. One time he was kind of like me, huh? Well, no, 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 no. He'd he'd be passing you too, and we're we're eastbound and seventy out in St. Charles County, and I mean, and I, you know, I'm doing my sixty-five, you know, and he goes by me. He must have been going 85, 90 miles an hour. Comes up behind a car, tailgates the car, you know, swings around him, and you know, so I whenever I see him, I text him and I'll say like, Hey man, you in a hurry? You know? So, so yesterday, once again on page, he passes me and we're coming up to Warson road. And this is where I saw him run the red light the last time. So I texted him. We're at the stoplight behind it. We got stuck in traffic and I had about three or four cars behind him. And the next stoplight going west on page is Warson. So I text him and I say, hey, don't run that red light up at Warson. So, you know, uh, you know, and doesn't get anything back. So about 10 minutes later, he calls me and he says, hey, can I tell you something? I go, what? He says, I want to thank you. 
I go, what do you mean you want to thank me? I want to thank you for, for, for pointing out my driving. I think he's like pulling my leg. You know, he's like, he's like, you know, like tongue in cheek, like, hey, butthead, stop texting me when, you know, I'm blown by it. He says, he says, you know, I, I, you're right. He says, I've been getting a little carried away with my driving. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the reason that, that I'm always passing you that you're like really trying to watch out for me. And he's getting real serious. And I, I'm going like, hey, come on. No, and I go, no, maybe man. he was sober. <laughs> I won't say who he is now. <laughs> No, you won't. <laughs> and, and he's, I'm just saying. And he's, and he's really being serious. And I go, come on. He says, no. He says, you're right. He says, I- I'm getting a little carried away. He says, you know, the job's sort of getting to me. And, you know, I drive a lot of miles now. He says, I'm driving like 5,000 miles a month. You know, and I just got to I just got calm it down. I'm just going too crazy. So he says, I, you know, and he, and he wants, hey, man, I, seriously, thanks. Thanks for sort of giving me a heads up on that. Okay, fine. I've gotten put on my good deed for the day, right? <laughs> Is that weird or what? No, it, it needed to be said. Because you've covered him a lot. I haven't covered him. It's just to the point where well, it's... Well, you've had his back as far as... But you need to be aware of the station that you're representing. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's very much like, you know, my car isn't marked. And I sometimes drive a little fast, maybe just a tad, and I don't have to be cognizant of representing Westplex 1071 because it's not on my car. God, I can. I, but he's 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 driving a wrapped vehicle for the station. Okay, put on your list for me tomorrow to tell the story about how how someone called me one time while I was driving to complain about my driving, but they didn't realize it was me they were calling. They called the radio station to complain, and the radio station number redirected to my cell phone, and it turned out the guy was right behind me complaining about me, wanting, you know, wanting me to fire that person in the, who, who was driving on the highway. Okay. And the reason and the reason <laughs> was it too slow? No, I can't even remember what it was about. It was some really goofy thing. It was something about that, you know, I didn't give enough I didn't turn my turn signal on early enough or something like that. When I was switching lanes that I should have turned had my turn signal on for it almost sounded like it almost sounded like and I hate to say this, it almost sounded like a cop who was sort of like not a fan of the radio station. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was oh, one. Yeah, you know, it. it was one of those things where you know sometimes if you watch some of these cop shows, like the the one now that's gotten a bit a lot of ratings is the thing on A and E called PD Live. Have you seen this before? I have not. Well, it's not. It's it's sort of a it's it's sort of a joke, but it's not. They it's you know this is these are police departments around the country, and we go there live. Well, what they do is the show's live. But yet, all they do is they just keep, you know, and you know, and then say, let's go to Harrisonville, Kentucky, for the latest, you know, and then you know, the guy goes, hey, we're in Harrisonville, and here's Officer Smith, and they got him in the police car. Well, if you look at, you know, in the upper right hand corner, it always says recorded earlier, you know, so it's not really live, you know. But sometimes right. you see some of these cops, and you know, most of the time the cops are really good, but every once in a while, the guy goes, well, you know, sir, the law states that you have to turn your turn signal on 250 feet before you initiate the turn, you know. 
Um, is that well, true? Uh, who knows? I mean, I, you know, and uh, you know, I, most people don't use their blinkers, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm well, like seriously I, having a but, talk but with them. See, I'm not an angry driver, but I don't like people who don't use their turn but, but signals. See, the particular incident I saw, that's what ticked me off. I'm thinking to myself, okay, at least he's using his turn signal. You know, maybe exactly. maybe he didn't turn it on as quick as he should have, but at least when he was making the turn approaching the intersection, he had the turn on. signal on. And he got and the guy and the whole idea behind it was, and I think, you know, now, you know, this is going to change. The whole idea behind it was he had suspicion that there was there was marijuana in the car, you know, and then the, you know, the whole, yes. Hold, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry, but the whole the whole you. idea behind it is is that like now with the legalization of marijuana, you know, I mean that's going to be out the window. But still, you I know I wonder. Well, they're going to find some kind of test that's going to no no uh, I'm not I'm not talking about rival the, the breath well, test that they do for alcohol. There's, there's they will somebody will come up with it. Let's do that, Brad. Let's come up with a test that will test um, if you're stoned while you're driving, and then. Um, and then we, we, we will be gozillionaires. Well, I always, I, 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 you know, I can find this and maybe I'll stick it on our, 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 uh, our, uh, our page, our um, website. The classic cops episode where the cop pulls this guy over, you know, and the guy was driving sort of weird. I think he was driving a pickup truck or something like that. And the guy, you know, and obviously he's smoking dope in the car. And the cop even says to him, you know, boy, smells like marijuana in here. And the guy, oh, man, I don't smoke. You don't have any marijuana? No, I don't have any marijuana. The guy's got a joint on his ear. You know what I mean? How like you stick something in your ear like a pen, you know? and, Hi, I'm and, not stoned. And the cop It's like it's like Wayne and Garth. The cop <laughs> picks up on it that that's what's in the ear. And he's texting the guy, go, You sure you don't have any you know, you sure you don't have any marijuana in here? You don't have any, you know, those marijuana cigarettes joint? No, sir, I don't have any of that. I'd never do that. And pretty soon the cameraman, you know, starts figuring out what's going on because they got the guy out of the car and the cameraman zooming in on the guy's ear. You know, and there it is. It's like, you know, it's sitting in the, and the cop keeps, you know, baiting him. Okay, now, are you sure? I'm going to give you one last chance and just be straight with me. You know, you don't have any of those marijuana cigarettes? No, sir, I'd never do anything like that. And then he goes, what's this? <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> stupid criminal tricks, right? Okay, Stupid we, criminals. We got you know, it's 8.04 and... Well, we're going to take a last break if somebody doesn't keep stop calling me, and we'll be right back. It's 8.05. Well, that's, you know, are you keeping the list of stuff tomorrow? Yes, I am. Talk about uh, the automated phone call I got yesterday. Have you gotten one of these automated phone calls where it's like the, you so know. So let me guess, Microsoft is, is calling because your computer is infected? No, 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 no. This is one of the new breed of phone calls where, depending on what you say, there's a slight hesitation, and then the person talks back to you. In other words, they're 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 Yes, and they sound like a real person. Yes. And then when you sit there and you ask yes. them really strange questions, I I learned that from you. Yes. It'll sit there and it'll answer. Eventually it will hang up. Oh right, right. Or they'll say things like, well the one I had yesterday, oh remind me of this tomorrow. It was so funny. I'm thinking to myself Whoever is programming this, this is really funny stuff because they know what they're doing because of the responses. Because I, I see, I told, I told you that because you say goofy stuff and, and they'll go like, and they'll sometimes they'll laugh. Oh, what did you say? You know, it's things like that. Anyway, talk about my phone call from yesterday. That's going to do it. Anything you want to uh, closing thoughts for today? We'll I just want to wish everybody a happy day. Um, 
Jennifer Fraschitsky. She says that I can't remember what she said, but it's going to be a good day. I can tell already. Sun's, We're not going to have any snow. Sun's been out a couple times already. I'm sorry. Sun's been out a couple times already. It sort of goes in and out, but some couple times it's been Yesterday very bright. Yesterday turned yes. into a really great day. Uh, I'm trying to think where you were, and I don't remember it being that. I was at my office. Uh, I think it was at pretty, Firehouse Three. Pretty overcast most of the day yesterday. You must there must be. The sun came out in the afternoon. At least have, it did in Wentzville. Must have been in Wentzville, not where I was at. It didn't. It was overcast almost all day long. Cold. No, it wasn't like that in Wentzville. It uh, was actually quite lovely, well, and I think today's going to be a lovely day as well. Uh, so everybody, enjoy your day. Today is Thursday, and um, tomorrow's Friday. Woohoo! But um, have a great day. It's been a slice of heaven, and uh, now the most important man in St. Charles steps up to the microphone and says.